Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Clockwork Coconut Podcast and Variety Show. With surprises around every corner, but nothing usually fatal. Hey, you stop that. That hurts. I am your host, Dr. J.T. Wesley, alongside my stalwart companion and man Thursday, our Scruffy Gomer. Oh, hey, Doctor. What are we doing? Well, today we're going to work on introducing ourselves and why we we're to? here. Why are we here? Well, way back in our first time to Dragon Con, we were Aye. running around the show. Literally. Wondering what all these strange people were wearing and why were they wearing it? Why weren't they wearing it? Except for that one girl, I was glad she wasn't wearing much. <laughs> That's true, and we kind of almost had some verbal issues with Douglas on that day. Uh, which one was that? I don't remember. Something about cement. Oh, and cement. We'll leave it at cement. That. Yes, cement. And we'll leave the source of the cement for another occasion I, that will never happen. I hope not. That was scary. Very. Just Especially like a Caribbean lady. Oh, God. She almost ate a salmon. Literally. I think that would have done us all a favor if she did. Nah. He would have come back. Uh, smelling worse than ever? I had to tell that joke to Karash. Oh, definitely. If I ever feel like talking to the bastard. So, the other side of this was the infamous leather booth as well. We walked by it on many occasions while walking over to the kilt of uh, the kilt store known as Utila Kilts. The uh, Pendragons? Yeah, it was Pendragon. And uh, they had a lovely duster that was calling my name every time I walked by it. It's they would call out to me, buy me. You want this multiple cows worth of leather. Buy uh. me. So at the end of the show, having walked by it so many times, I just don't even want to count. Decided, okay, it's a big coat. It'll be good. And it, of course, by this time, we've also walked around and seen so many people with steampunk attire on that we had decided we have to get in on this. It's too much fun. So I bought the leather duster and a hat because when you find a hat, you should get it. So I have that to go. And then on the way out, we just started to work on our characters. So I'm going to let... Uh, our Scruffy Gomer, let you go on in on that one. Oh yeah, I gotta start on me first. Yes, we're you're the start one with that you. actually got started first. I see you. You had your uh, your thing before we even got back to the house. I before we even left the convention, I had to sit here and figure it out in my own. Now the best way to figure it out was to stop playing with the accent for a minute and actually talk. Um, I was going through culinary school at the time. I was uh just being a chef mm-hmm. um and what the guy you know, because of my military background because of how goofy i usually act the people in my in my class would call me gomer as in gomer pile shazam hey starch uh no so which i thought was kind of odd because i wasn't a marine but hey who cares um so i that kind of got adopted to it and randomly i had mentioned the fact that i was scruffy that day because i hadn't shaved in a while so i was saying oh, i'm kind of scruffy there came the name so I was Scruffy Gomer. Well, while we were developing the character itself, we f- 
couldn't figure out what else to call it because Scruffy Gomer is wasn't enough. Not enough. But we decided that we needed to pull in an element from our original names to tie it to us in a way that made sense. Yes. So my um, the first letter of well the only letter of my character's first name is R. And why is it that way? Because when he was a wee little boy and he got adopted by the Goomers, they would call him Our Scruffy. I don't know what their accent is. I can't. I'm not familiar with that area of London, or Westminster, or whatever the heck we decided. But yeah, I'm just gonna go with our Scruffy. Because every time he tried to write it down, he just know the, knew the letter R, so he became R Scruffy Gomer. Yeah. So my character is a little stranger, a little. as of usual when it comes to me. Uh, the concept was we were looking at Victorian names, and I saw Wesley and John Thomas. Well. My initials are JT, so immediately John Thomas fit, and uh, we just put it in with Wesley, and we came up with that he would be a doctor, so he's Dr. JT Wesley, and uh, the backstory kind of developed itself about, oh, I'd say, what, three minutes after we walked out of the convention room? I... I'm really strange this way. I worked on quests for a number of years, so these backstories just flow. And, and uh, basically, he is a genetic combination of Professor Moriarty and Sherlock Holmes, the creation of which was completely destroyed in the accident that created me. Yeah. So he was left on the doorstep of Dr. Watson to be brought up into the world. And uh, the little side note that comes little, with a little head nod towards Family Guy is that he confused me with a puppy for the first few years. Because of the accident. The accident. Actually, I haven't gotten that far on that story yet. But, but I have. So well, you have. You haven't told me anything. So Yes, I have. I actually came up with this and told you this on the way home. We no, just no, no, never no, no. really went Not over it. Not the accident part. Oh, the accident part. Yeah, I kind of did. I said we never found any information because the laboratory was destroyed. So he has a little bit of a werewolf in him due to the genetic mishap. So... It's a combination of the furry craziness that we saw also at Dragon Con as well as the steampunk. So, steampunk furry, why not? <laughs> yeah, it'd be very unique. I don't think many people have done it. No. At least not yet. There's a few, but there's not very many. But I figure, you know, when I get bored of being Dr. J.T. Wesley, a furry J.T. Wesley will come out and we'll have fun with that. Instead eventually. of a Dr. J.T. Wesley, we have a furry heckle. We haven't quite figured no, out. No, hide, hide. Sorry, furry hide. We haven't quite figured out the name. We have for a furry that. hide. <laughs> As I you like do, that. lad, you do. Hey, So, anyways. So the next up, we refer trying to figure out what is steampunk. Well, um, from what we've seen so far, besides the f the actual reasonings behind steampunk, it's a lot of clockwork gears. A lot of brown, a lot of orange. It's like if goths were brown, I. I don't know how long I can keep up that accent because it just it slips me up sometimes. So I'm gonna just drop it for a little bit. Um, well, you can go between two or three, and that would actually be periody fine. Yeah, probably, but I need the car. No. Um, but no. Uh, we. The other part about this is we saw glass, leather, goggles, and wool. That seems to be the hallmark, and gears, that seems to be the hallmark of most steampunk. And when you go around Dragon Con, 
you're bound to run into it or vice versa at some point. So the next step was to go to the wonderful Google and ask it, define steampunk for us. And what did, they, what did dearest Google tell us? Well, if I typed it in right, it might actually work. Stwampunk is not it. Oh, Stwampunk. There we go. We got a new, we got a new thing. Stwampunk. It's like, uh, what was today's uh, podcast brought to us by? Chamal. Chamal. <laughs> Bandwidth for the cockcock. <laughs> Bandwidth for the Clockwork Podcast. Clockwork Coconut Podcast. It's provided by Chamal. Thank you, Chamal. We love you. Okay. You know, this whole entire naming was actually my fault of the podcast itself. The Clockwork Coconut was actually an error that I made when uh, he when the good doctor over here suggested a name for the podcast. I thought he said something like clockwork, like he was referring to clockwork orange, and then said something like what sounded to me like coconut. I'm like, no, we're not doing clockwork coconut. And I'm like, well, actually, wait, that sounds really cool. Let's make it into the rink later. Okay, so the web definition for steampunk. Steampunk is a subgenre of science fiction, alternative history, and speculative fiction that came into prominence during the 1980s. We're going to look at this and see what Wikipedia says, because as we all know, Wikipedia is the source of every tidbit of knowledge in the universe. Hey, it's all true. Yeah, it's if all true. If you can't true. say that without snickering, there's something <laughs> wrong. Just saying. What, that Wikipedia is 100% factual? <laughs> See, he can't stop laughing, folks. He just can't. See, this oh, is the variety hour part of this episode. Open source media at times is never factual. Oh, like closed source is? <laughs> Sorry. It's true. <laughs> yeah, look that one up on your Funkin' Wagnall. Okay, steampunk is a genre which originated to the 1980s and early 1990s and incorporates elements of science fiction, fantasy, and alternative history. Horror and speculative fiction. It involves a setting where steam power is widely used, whether in an alternate history, such as Victorian era, or Wild West era United States, or in post-apocalyptic. Uh, that too. Apocalyptic. Want to try that wonder? Apocalyptic. Uh, there we go. That incorporates elements of either science fiction or fantasy. Basically, steam-powered technology from the Victorian era. Yeah. It also refers to art, fashion, and design that were informed by the aesthetics of steampunk literature. Pretty much. So, like I said, leather, wool, satin, cotton, gears, and more leather. Oh, and goggles. Steam looking thing. And glass. And, and leather. leather. And for some reason, furries. Which is always creepy, in my opinion, but hey. But at least they take showers. Thankfully, I only in that aspect where more and more conguers like furries they shower. That would be nice. Hate when people don't shower. I walk around in the dealers room like only. Oh yes, we we have run across some a uh, few random people that have the the odd belief that the natural smell is the best way to go, and we go, no, it's not. No, it's not. So, we went through Dragon Con two years ago and came out with all of this craziness. And we haven't had a chance to really work on it because every time I'd start to work on it, my work would call me away. And it would start getting busy and hectic. 
Ryan, on the other hand, was still dealing with culinary school and dealing with his life and family. What life? You have one. I it's do? just not very big. Really? Yep, it's basically his room, but... Yeah. Yes, it's a studio apartment on top of my house. <laughs> Something like Pretty that. Pretty much, that's it. And whenever the heck I'm inside in one of these studios now, which is fun. So, let's see. We went to the second Dragon Con, which was last year, and discovered the wonders of the sticky floor in the Hilton. If you don't know about that, attend Dragon Con. You'll encounter the sticky stairs in the Hilton. It is quite the experience to be wearing a kilt and slipping down the stairs at the same time. <laughs> Very much fun. I yeah. highly recommend it. Did you get a little bit of a wax? Uh, no, I fortunately missed that, but you were standing in front of me at the time, so glad you didn't turn around. Yeah, me too. I think we were following someone. Weren't we following somebody? Nope, we were trying to go to the kilt blowing. Oh, that's all right. And we were both trying to run really quickly because the kilt blowing was like five minutes away, and we weren't. No, we were. We were about, well... We were on the third floor. No, second, the, technically. Well, I think, we, you know, we were on the third floor at the time and we were trying to get down to the first floor to get down to the next stair below that because the kilt blowing. Yeah. So that's the other part of Dragon Con, if you don't know about it. If you're a guy in a kilt, look up Jenny Breeden, get your kilt blown. And the link and will be your... posted in the podcast as well. Oh, yes. And uh, get your picture taken. Multiple times. Just don't throw your shirt into the crowd. It can cause some problems. And you'll never get it back. Actually, last year, uh, when I did throw it into the crowd, the girl offered it back. I'm like, just keep it. That's the reason why I threw it. <laughs> and it was great because it hit, kind of like hit the ceiling and then just landed right in her face. Like, <laughs> She's not that attractive, but oh well. It was funny. And some usual hijinks from that. But overall, it was Utilikilts, Steampunk, some crazy furry people we met, and... Uh, the leather jacket for me. And that was Dragon Con 2000, what, 10? Uh, what? 2011. What? Sorry. I, I have to pay attention. I, I got distracted. What? I saw you get distracted. That was Dragon Con 2010, right? Ooh, that we first started this. Yes. Yes. So at least I've got my timeline right. Yeah. That was our first time of meeting a few other Ryan's friends as well, which was kind of funny because I had run into them before at a Borders here in Orlando. Oh, yes, them. Which was kind of amusing at the time. Yes. Yes. They're actually at MetroCon right now. Yes. And I'm like, I'm not going to MetroCon. I don't even know what MetroCon is. MetroCon is a big-ish anime convention in Tampa. Uh, that's why I don't know it. It's not here. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I know about it only because of the history behind it. And I don't like it. Regardless of the history behind it, it's in Tampa. I don't feel like going to Tampa. Well, Tampa's not bad. It's also not good either. But well, yeah, that, is, uh, that and I had to spend a few uh, a year down there just uh, arguing. Would these people shut up, <laughs> sir? The, I got people arguing on my Facebook page about Lady Gaga now, and I'm like, oh, would you shut up? I'm trying to do a podcast. <laughs> As we all know, Lady Gaga is the most important thing in the universe at this time. No, it's not. No, no. So the other thing that also happened to us is prior to this, we were at the Star Wars convention. Star yes, Wars Star Wars 5, Celebration 5. And uh, we kilted a few... Individuals. More than individuals. We are two units. Oh, yes. The so, R2 units, uh, a Wookiee. Um, a couple Sith Lords. Um, a non-Wookiee police officer. A non-Wookiee, uh, yeah, freaking tall, giant, yeah, 
who refused to understand why we kept telling him, please, sir, don't drop your pants now. Wait until I tell you to. <laughs> no, no, sir, please don't. No, 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 no. no. Stop. <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you so much. You can put your pants on again. Oh, I hate people some days. And, of course, the next day when he came back and he talked about how he and his uh, wife got on that night. In morning. And morning. And he wanted another kilt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... Basically, at that point, I had just met Ryan, and this was yes. a couple of years ago as we were talking about the uh, Dragon Con. So we're going backwards and forwards, which is why the other part of this comes in handy. We have a bit of Doctor Who fandom here. Fandom. And uh, I, I would say a bit is a little bit of an understatement. That is true. Uh, so part of the background story is that we're also trying to figure out how we to do a comic out of this. Which I sadly say I seem to be not doing very well at, but I have at least have most of it sketched out. I'm just having a problem getting the characters done. That's me. Yeah, well, your character, I can, well, actually, well, my character, I can understand because I still haven't decided what the heck he's doing. I just can't get the faces down. Oh, the I'm faces. having a hard time doing that. But I'm I can, working on getting contact, so that'll help a little bit. But I do have some places kind of sketched out. And one of the things that happened, and I know Brian's going to be a little upset when I mention this, because... You're going to mention the mistake I made with Warhammer 40K. No, not that one. Not that one. It's something that happened at Star Wars Celebration. When I first met Ryan, the first thing that happened to him is he lost his military ID. Oh, I hate you. (laughs) And it it was about... A Two, month and a half. A month and a half later that he came, finally came back to me because we were, we were drinking Guinness at my apartment and he came up with a statement, oh yeah, I lost my military ID within my own wallet. So when we were working with the Steampunk comic, I figured out, okay, that has to be one of the major subplots that start the story is that we have a heist where they're moving part of Big Ben to the planet of London. Yes. Still kind of working on this naming scheme for all the all the different parts but basically well, the naming scheme or at least the scheme in its own right for our universe is you take the country you turn it into a galaxy well a solar planet. system mm-hmm. like britain well great britain is the solar system this galaxy sector which is made up of a couple of solar systems is um da da it is the like if you were to merge Ireland, Scotland, and Britain together, that's the United Kingdom. So mm-hmm. that's it's. So and then each planet is its own country. Uh, each planet is a major city. It's like a like okay. Lon- planet uh, London. It's London, of course. You know, you have Glasgow, you have Yorkshire. Well, I was figuring we'd blah, have blah blah blah. I thought, blah. Lon- I thought uh, England would be their own planet, basically, and we'd have England. London on that. And then Scotland would be their own separate planet. I was trying to figure out how to do it. Well, well, we're, we're still working on the planet idea, but the general idea is that they're moving bid, a portion of Big Ben to uh, basically the inaugural building of a new Big Ben, and the faceplate gets stolen. And part of the backstory of that is that they were trying to blame Ryan for not being on post because they never were able to track him because he supposedly lost his military ID. And that's how we that's how we tie that in. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I don't. Even, I remember they were trying to blame me because I was the only one there. 
<laughs> but they didn't know that you're there because you didn't have your military yeah, yeah, because it was in my wallet in. yeah so yeah he has a uh a duct tape wallet that it got stuck in. So actually, it wasn't duct tape. The wallet itself was actually made of stainless steel fibers, mm-hmm. and the binding actually broke. <laughs> and so it would it, have it had two extra pockets now. So it actually, when I put my wallet back into my pocket, it went into my, the wrong wallet, pocket. Well, my ID back into my wallet or back in my pocket, it went into one of the open newer pockets, and that's where it was. Hello. So. We vindicate him on that one yes. and prove that his ID was in his wallet. It just wasn't tracking it because of, as you heard, it was being protected. Yes. So we get the we get that, and that's where that's we mit. Mit. We but, mit. <laughs> but that's not where the story begins. Beyond just the interesting story that happened with uh, me and Ryan going to our. Uh, Trilobite, which is no longer in existence. I still have my uh, membership card. I still have my membership card, and I still have my computer from there. It works lovely. I didn't finish paying it off. I I have the monitor, and I have the keyboard, and that's it. I have all the above. I wish I had the computer. I need... But uh, beyond one of the conversations where Ryan made a big blunder, which also ties us back into Family Guy once again. Oh. You have both? Uh, <laughs> I was hoping to keep that just between the, the personal people. But at least we're not going to explain that one. No, thank you. So they were talking about Warhammer one afternoon, as you do. And uh, I, I don't know if we were talking about Warhammer or if we were talking about World of Warcraft. Or no. Both or we somehow. We were playing World of Warcraft and they talking were talking about, about Warhammer. Hammer. And because I was in the middle of fighting, I heard Whorehammer. And I turned to him and said, did you just say Whorehammer? And that started an interesting product line that will never be made, but it is an interesting concept. So we have the world of Whorehammer craft and all the creatures involved with that. So our actual story begins with the collector's edition of the world of Whorehammer craft. Cataclysm. Cataclimax. Cataclimax. (laughs) Sorry, I was about to say cataclysm. I'm like, no, wait, no, it's cataclimax. Yeah, sorry about that, Blizzard. We don't mean to infringe on your rights on that one. But it's still funny. So... And Arthas is the lich pimp. <laughs> something like <laughs> the that. The lich pimp. So we haven't, quite, we haven't quite gotten all of that world completely figured out, but it's going to figure prominently in the comic at some point. Just think Shadowmorn is a pimp king now. No, it's the immolated one. Hmm? The immolated one. The immolated one? Yes, if you actually read the story and lore for that game, which will not be mentioned, uh-huh. it is the immolated one. Really? Yes. Remember the guy who got um, the Wrathgate? Oh. He is known as the immolated one now. Uh, there is a cutscene. Yeah, I remember it because after you defeat. After you, after, you, after you get through that and you get the veteran mm-hmm. achievement, there's a conversation between the two dragons. Sorry, we didn't merely mean to delegate in or dive into uh, lore of the... Uh, other world that create blizzard created but basically they have a conversation is of um in old draconic between the two dragons that are there the two the consort and yeah. the uh, Karastraza. oops set up name um whoopsies basically they Name's make dropping. basically uh one of the things that happens here is they the the line that they use and you don't see it in game because it is in draconic says do they really know who that is do they know what's going to happen 
And she goes, shh, no, they don't. And they can't know. So that's a little side note for people who play that game. I don't know why they never translated it. It's no longer really part of the, the lore anymore because of we've moved past that. Yeah, and uh, all, all the cutscene you see is at the end it, of defeating the Lich Kings. He gets up, is the emulated one, gets on the throne and basically freezes, and that's where he is. End and it also ends with the best line ever because nobody should ever know about this, yet there's this large statue commemorated to him in Dalaran. Yeah. And it plays the cutscene. Over and over and over again. When so, you click it. That's kind of weird in the hindsightness. I saw that the first time, and I read the plaque to it, and I was like, really? Somebody did not read the cue, or did not get the cue from the, uh, <laughs> the script on that one. But such is life. So, yes, we also play that game and a few other things here and there. So Diablo. I haven't started that, but then oh again, God, I love it. but then again, I, it took me about three weeks to get Mist of Pandera beta downloaded. Yeah, I mine too. So, actually, I, um, I'm having issues with uh, D3 right now. Actually, I'm trying to get the uh, PayPal set up for it so I can get it, the money from the real auction house. Mm-hmm. It's not working. It's like it says it, you go to click it, and it's like, oh, press this button to set it up. Press the button. Nothing. I have to file a ticket with Blizzard. Yep, sounds like it. The uh, but I've been playing the Mr. Pandera, and it looks like it's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. The only thing I do not like is some of the new talent trees. But as this is not a no, this is not a World of Warcraft. This is not a World of Warcraft. As I yawn to my uh, microphone. But I will make one little side note in the steampunk fandom area is that uh, when they added the lovely Gilneas section of <laughs> this is also the reason why <laughs> my character is also a werewolf is because of the lovely worgen in game and when you first start playing they're giving you a little tiny top hat yeah so they have a tendency to look very steampunkish yes they do so as some people would say oh that's just cute no it isn't it isn't <laughs> it's cute in the way that a stomach pump is cute so and necessary as you can tell we pretty much are crazy people who go to Dragon Con. Yeah. And we got infatuated with the steampunk. As much as a few friends of mine that are also in another group called the Society for Creative Anachronism. SCA. And if you want more information about that, that's SCA.org. But this is also not an SCA podcast as well. Not Although yet. they really badly need one because they haven't done one. Well, that's their problem. Yes, it is. They can but, figure it out on their own. But the fun thing is, is that where we live, which is in the lovely state of Florida, we have a kingdom known as Trimeris. And Dragon Con is the same weekend as their fall coronation. Fall coronation. Which gives me great glee because I can go, I'm not there. Yay. And have some more fun. Until he turns around and sees 17 different people from, from Trimeris. <laughs> and at least half of them want to buy a kilt. Or talk. But mm, at least they're not bad. At least most of them have moved to Steampunk at Dragon Con. So they're getting away from it as much as I am getting away from it. Wearing normal clothing. <laughs> I don't consider Steampunk that much normal clothing. I was talking about you. You haven't really done much. Okay, whatever. So continuing on. What else do we need to be talking about? But um, yeah, that's the other thing. Is we're going to start working on getting our costumes and garb put together. At least I have my coat and top hat 
haven't quite figured out everything else yet, but at least I have an idea of what I need to get and where well, I need just, to get it from. Um, that's that's been the limiting factor is uh, that lovely source of money that uh, seems to come from work. Seems to go a little bit too quickly, but... Uh, what is money? It's this green stuff that they pay you with on occasion. Oh, I don't know that yet. You uh, can buy things with it. Oh, that'd be great. I wish I could have done that. I has pictures of has pictures of dead presidents on them, oh. usually. Usually. Actually, I don't think they have any pictures of a live pr- uh, president that is currently living. It is actually by law that they cannot have a picture of a living president on our currency. <laughs> That's why you don't see it in Obama coin or Clinton coin. Actually, the only coin that relatively had a um, suedo to Clinton was actually a uh, was a fake, like, done up one that had him like laying behind a tree and then a woman <laughs> a mm. woman's posterior sticking out the other side <laughs> that was not produced by our lovely no that's not that was not produced by portion. the u.s treasury but it was still funny yes it was as was the three dollar clinton bill <laughs> i think i still have that hiding around the house of course you do you just keep stuff yeah, and uh, let's see. What did we learn from that year, our first Dragon Con? Always bring a towel. Always wear your T-shirt. Always have a uh, your badge on you. And shave appropriately. Yes, shave appropriately. And stay away from Caribbean ladies. Oh, yes. Definitely. Run if you're wearing a kilt, please do. away from Caribbean ladies. Actually, you know, her husband, now that I think about it, looked like someone famous. Or at least someone that I've seen on TV recently. But I can't figure out who it is. That's always fun. I know. Now, when it comes to Dragon Con and food, what do we figure out? MREs are awesome. Yes, they are. Especially ones that actually have heat sources in them. You can actually have a hot meal. What a concept. Oh my god, a hot meal. Wow. That and uh, as much as they sound really practical, when it comes to sleeping situations, a hammock is not a good thing for you. (laughs) A hammock... Next to someone is never a good situation. If the hammock's by itself and not anywhere within arm's reach of anybody, it's fine. But put it within arm's reach of someone, they'll make it fall off. I'm just glad that the floor was, you know, strong enough to... Well, it actually fell on top of somebody, so that was what made it better. (laughs) Yes, you did. I remember that. You fell on top of somebody. But no, uh, I fell on the floor. Oh, wait, I no, did. you fell on top of something. Who did I fall on? Um, I can't remember who was on the floor. There was no one unknown. I didn't fall on anyone. I just fell on the floor. Okay, I thought you did. No, no, I fell on the floor between um, where the cot was and where I wa- where my hammock was. Oh, that's right. You just fell right straight through. That was what it was. I just like I went. Thunk. Ow! Well, I know why that happened though. Because of you. No, it wasn't exactly me. Um, I had my hand on the side of his hammock and I just drifted back to sleep and my hand just moved and I didn't expect him to be moving again and he moved and there was a loud thud. Well, you know, it's like all of a sudden I'm sitting there, I'm trying to get comfortable in the hammock and I know how to balance myself in the hammock pretty well, at least in this situation. And then all of a sudden I feel someone touch the hammock. I'm like, What? kind of looking over my shoulder, trying to keep balance, and all of a sudden the hand goes away, and I go, oh, shit. (laughs) Thunk. Well, what happened was the corner of the hammock 
flipped up by my face. Uh. So it was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and I tried to back away, and I couldn't quite move fast enough. But it was one of those in that twilight sleep, when you're first starting to wake up, you just don't know what just went by your face. Yeah. So I do apologize about that. Slightly. So that's where we are. were with that. And we were trying to figure out beyond this. Uh, no more hammock, one more cot. Well, we didn't have to worry about it. We had the cot last year, but that, that worked out better. Yeah, there's just well, we had the cot both years. Let's just, instead of uh, bringing the hammock this time, I'll probably just try and get another cot because that would be a wiser idea. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, I don't think I'm, my room's completely full. I think it's still just you, me, and like two, maybe th- four maybes. Okay. No one actually. That's the other fun part of uh, Dragon Con, trying to figure out how to fit as many people into the room as possible. Without making it seem packed. It's kind of like a Tetris version where they just don't go away. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah. So, we went over who we are, why we're here, and what steampunk is. And what to do at conventions. What not to do at conventions. Yes. Shower, please. Yes, please. 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 Shower. for your clothes. Shower. Bring multiple players' clothes. Shower. Wear deodorant. Febreze all oh, your clothes. And, and, and the secret to the good shower is remember to use that little bar of substance that's known as soap. Soap, yes. Soap. Very use good. soap. That's one of the other things that that freaking fish did not do. Please do not confuse soup and soap. They don't work the same. Yes. A j- jumping in a jacuzzi does not make you clean. No, it doesn't. Taking a bath without using soap does not make you clean. Strangle. Although, we're wondering how much the, how much chemical they had to add to that one jacuzzi to make it clean after he was in there. After all those people were in there, what do you think? And they probably bought out like a, a factory that made chlorine. And oh, just I think they, I think, sh- uh, I think they had to bring hospital bleach. As I said, they probably had to bring in uh, Lysol and hospital grade and disinfectant. Yes, but uh, that's what they probably had to do. Like. Every square inch of all those hotels the week after Dragon Con, they just shut them down and scrub. Oh yes, and we seem to be the other thing that happened. Our first Dragon Con seemed to follow us to our second one, which was people throwing things just above us down to the other floors. Except for the first, well, the second year wasn't as bad as the first year. Yeah, the first year somebody decided to throw a plate. That almost killed somebody, actually. Yeah, we don't recommend that one either. Yeah, Please we were on don't. the 41st floor of the Marriott, looking down because that's a trippy trip, and wow. Um, and then all of a sudden, we see something just whiz by us. And smash on our floor. Yeah. And it was in the, uh, it smashed against the sidewall with the plants at the Marriott on the railing, and we just heard the bits of the plate fall all the way down to the bottom floor, and... Uh, we weren't quite sure what hit us until we finally saw all the pieces, of the plates, in the in the planners. But yeah. Uh, yeah, please don't do that. And the other thing is, is if you're going to have a party in your room, don't invite fifty people. That was the hilarious thing ever. It's the clown car. Oh god! Just one person. We we counted up to thirty nine, right? Mm. And one fat lady was two people. I think we counted forty three. Forty three. I think it was. Was that including the group that tried to come in? Uh, no, that doesn't include the group because at some point the cops showed up with the hotel security and they were asked to leave, which started this endless stream of people leaving the room, 
which once that finished, a group of about, oh, I'd say 12 people tried to enter the room as well. And we were just wondering, where were they going to fit? <laughs> yes. Where I still wonder. But that's going? the magic of Dragon Con. Then... And matter of fact, that was also the same Dragon Con that uh, our fearless leader, a.k.a. Douglas, yes. took us over to a party, which they had moved all the furniture over to one side of the room. And it was an interesting event. Nice. Yeah, I remember that. That was kind of a very boring event for me. Um, mainly because I, I was leaning against the railing. Like, oh, well, we, you know, because you're blah, blah, blah. You can't lean against the railing. I'm like, okay, sorry about that. And so I move over. And I'm standing in the corner just chilling. And all of a sudden, you know, here comes the Sam and trying to talk with me, chatting with me. He's drunk as a get out. I'm like, whatever, dude, go away. I don't really like you. <laughs> He's just sitting there, he's like blah, 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 trying to be sociable. I'm like, dude, you're just kind of annoying. But that's also the other part of Dragon Con is you have to know who to go with, where to go, and how to have fun. Yes, but, that's mm. a difficult thing to do. And of course, all the crazy people that are there, it makes it very difficult to choose. And hopefully, this year we will be there with our lovely, awesome podcast. Um, we're we'll, we'll see. Uh, right now, it's all about money and getting the important bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. That my, my other problem has been uh, dealing with my work issues. I'd work on a, a company that I constantly do technical support for calls that come in. So it's been leaving me a little on the agitated side. So I haven't had much time to calm down, relax, and actually do drawing for the comic and figure out what I need to do for my character. The, uh, the but next we step- did find the leather for the bag. Yes, and if you don't know what that is, because we just mentioned this for the first time, we're coming up with a doctor's bag for me, and we're going to have some interesting props in it eventually. Eventually. They will glow, and it will look pretty. Yes, I said pretty. As, as I long pu- as you don't say toot, I'm fine. Say what? Toot. Toot? That's just toot. That's yeah, just cute. No, that's no, bad. No, 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 no. But uh, yes, we plan on going to Dragon Con. Um, part of my side projects that I've been doing to try and relax has been photography. I've been doing black and white photography. So I'm going to bring some of my black and white photography with me. I have some very steampunk looking cameras. I have some very non-steampunk looking cameras. And uh, as I showed Ryan earlier, we have, I have a Yashica that I am possibly going to buy. I haven't quite bought it yet. But it is a medium format film camera that uh, takes 120 size film. And each picture has about 50 megapixels worth of data in it. Makes it a little bit easier than trying to buy a 50 megapixel camera. Yep. But it also makes it look very steampunk. And I'm thinking we can get some really neat pictures, which eventually means we'll have some nice pictures of steampunk things to go on our website. Yes, and sooner or later we'll have our own studio of steampunk awesomeness instead of a modern day awesome looking thing but you have to mention have to look at it and some of the stuff here does have steampunk qualities to them yeah but it's just black not brass it doesn't have to be brass well i like the color i know you do and that's I the other thing copper. is that i need to get another kilt yes i need to get a lovely survivalist kilt oh, why did you why do you have to go get them you can just get one for me we'll discuss this later that's what I keep hearing. <laughs> we'll discuss this later because, okay, so slight news. I actually own a custom tailored kilt company. You bring me fabric, I make you kilt. Simple as that. You and I can talk about that later. 
Um, <laughs> we can talk about that later. But yeah, it's like I make kilts for a living now. Well, well, partial living now. The other things I do are are mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Which leads us to some other things that we've also discussed over the years. We have Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Oh, those are fun. And some other things that we discuss on the way up to Dragon Con and the way back. By the way, you still owe me fifty dollars. Sorry for that. That's an inside joke. Ah, Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Mm, we came up with several iterations of that. Yes, I Captain love it. Kirk is something a something. Why is he something a something? My favorite so far is Craig the Tank is walking his girlfriend. Why is he walking his girlfriend? I like that one. That one was my favorite. Mainly because I don't have a girlfriend. Nor would I... Well, if I had one, I probably would attempt to walk her. That might not happen. And he doesn't even have one that's plastic. Aww. Hey. Hey. If I'm going to have a girlfriend, she's going to be not plastic. She's going to be real. Go all go for broke, man. Go for broke. I am okay. broke. Okay, never mind. Silicone, then. Not silicone. Okay, partially silicone. <laughs> I know I can catch up on what that one. What part are we talking about is silicone? What do, think, what do you think is part silicone? <laughs> I know. I just I had to I had to uh, comment. So anyways, do we have anything to wrap up with, like music-wise? Because I don't. Well, at this point, we can we can go with the one line that we came up with on the way home from Dragon Con that year. Which one? My dear sir, pedal faster. I hear hopsicles. Oh, that one. You know, if only I had... Okay. Well, if only you were close enough to the mic when you really? said that. <laughs> it's like, I can hear you perfectly because I have one headset off. But um, We didn't quite catch that, so we'll do this again. Yes. Uh, anyways, that's pretty much it for us. We're going to come back sometime in the next week or two, probably two. So that way we can actually develop more content for you guys and then slander each here. other some more. Uh, so Why not? I am our Scruffy Gomer. And I'm Dr. Tate Wesley. And Dissa, pedal faster, I do hell hopsicles. You knew for something completely different. You. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Clockwork Clock. <laughs> you just want to keep going and we'll just edit things out as we go? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Clockwork Podcast. Clockwork Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to be really good today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Clockwork Coconut Podcast and Variety Show. With surprise around every corner, but nothing usually fatal. Oh, yeah, you stop that. <laughs> I'm your host, Dr. J.T. Wesley, and but my son... <laughs> We can do this so well and we can screw up so much. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Clockwork Coconut Podcast and Variety Show. Hold on. Start that over. You're, you're a little too, too hot. No, you're far away from the mic. Oh, move li- okay. Move it a little bit closer to you. Now I can sit. All right, go. Try again. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Clockwork Podcast. We're going to do this today, aren't we? Yes, we are. Okay. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Clockwork Coconut Podcast and Variety Show. With surprises around every corner, but nothing usually fatal. Hey, you stop that. Hey, it hurts. I'm your host, Dr. J.T. Wesley, along... 
side. No, I'll just start that over again. Sorry. I, uh, 